The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Thursday the 15th of October. In your Squeeze today, the Great Barrier Reef and its coral loss. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews faces pressure from the federal government on restrictions. We're back in the spending business. And there's rules on the moon. This is your Squeeze today. Yesterday, an assessment by the Townsville-based ARC Centre for Excellence for Coral Reef Studies, Clare, a government-funded centre, revealed that since 1995, the Great Barrier Reef has lost half its coral. It's in the shallow and deep water, it's baby corals as well as adults and it's all sizes and species that have been affected. That's a real issue. There have been lots of signs that the coral reef has been badly affected by climate change but also by destructive cyclones and runoff from agricultural chemicals in the past. But this really is the first time that an assessment of that scale has been levelled at the destruction that has been wrecked on that Great Barrier Reef. I guess many will be wondering what can be done, what can we do? Scientists, Claire, say that overcoming the extent of the damage is going to be very tough. And that's surprising to the researchers that conducted this study. They said that they thought given the size of the Great Barrier Reef, remember it's 3,000 individual reefs and it, it covers an area that's bigger than the UK and parts of Europe combined. It's 344,000 square kilometres. They said that the sheer size, they thought, would give it some protection against significant loss, but they say that it shows that even the world's largest and relatively well-protected reef system is compromised and in decline. It's not a lot of hope that things are going to get better because it's so tightly uh, linked to climate change and global warming and the water temperatures. It's, it's the increase in water temperatures that's badly damaging the reef, and that's a big issue because it's not going to be able to be turned around quickly. Still lots of attention on what restrictions will be lifted in Melbourne from this weekend. Yesterday, Greg Hunt, our Federal Health Minister, put pressure on Daniel Andrews to lift those restrictions. He said that by national standards, Victoria is no longer even considered a hotspot. And he's part of that growing chorus of federal ministers who are calling on Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews to lift a lot of those restrictions. What Daniel Andrews said yesterday is even though there was a better result out of Melbourne yesterday, just uh, four new cases there, that there would be something announced on Sunday, but it wouldn't be the big wide scale lifting of restrictions that some are hoping for. The Commonwealth definition of a hotspot is a rolling average of less than 10 cases per day. Over in New South Wales, a bit of concern with 11 new locally acquired cases recorded yesterday. And in Queensland, a decision on whether the border will reopen to New South Wales on November 1 will be made in the last week of the election campaign, set for the 31st of October. Stepping outside Australia, Claire and health officials have their eyes on Europe. 700,000 new coronavirus cases were recorded in Europe last week. That was up by a third on the previous week. Health officials are very worried that there's a massive new wave of infections coming from there and particularly worrying is that they're yet to go into the winter months. So uh, when you look at the UK, France, Russia, Spain, they're really under a lot of pressure. 
Daryl Maguire, the former MP who left the parliament in disgrace in 2018 and who it has now been revealed was in a relationship with Premier Gladys Berejiklian for some time, faced the Independent Commission for Corruption yesterday. Where he landed was that he did agree with allegations that he had used his office for personal gain. He said that he had taken thousands of dollars in success fees from a dodgy cash for visas scheme. There were instances where payments were delivered in cash to his office in Sydney's Parliament House. He also agreed that he had sold access to the top levels of government, uh, something that he did in his role as chair of the Parliament's Asia-Pacific Friendship Group. He had a business where he was trying to link up Chinese business interests with government uh, representatives to try and get deals done. What New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian said yesterday was that the record shows that he wasn't very successful in getting deals done, that people did their jobs and pushed back against him. Speaking of pushing back, Gladys Berejiklian pushed back fairly hard on journalists and Labor yesterday when asked about her relationship with Daryl Maguire. She did. She really changed her tone yesterday and got on the front foot. Uh, She told people to be very careful about what allegations they're levelling at her and she said that she has done nothing wrong. Daryl Maguire is back before the inquiry today. Little way to go on this one. Over in Thailand and yesterday was the anniversary of mass uprisings in 1973 against the country's military dictatorship. With this, tensions between anti-government protesters and monarchists in Thailand rose with the biggest turnout of royal supporters yet. Those demonstrations have been largely peaceful to date and there were big concerns that there would be a violent clash there, but things seem to stay fairly well controlled. Uh, It's still a marvel that these protests are happening, particularly the anti-government ones, uh, because there is such stringent laws on protest in Thailand and particularly stringent laws on criticising the royal family. We have a squish shortcut on this one. It really does require a bit of background, I think. It's quite the situation really. I'll pop a link to that in your episode notes. From Thailand to consumer sentiment here in Australia, we cover the lot here at The Squiz. <laughs> it looks like we're starting to feel a bit better about where things are at, Claire. Yeah, in fact, a lot better. Consumer confidence has jumped to its highest level in more than two years. The Westpac Melbourne Institute Monthly Index says that consumer sentiment has jumped by 11.9% in October. That's the highest level since July 2018. And it seems to be the federal budget that has put a pep Back in people's step. Uh, It is the best received budget that the index has measured. Westpac Chief Economist Bill Evans said the result was extraordinary. Yeah, it's a big jump and I guess the proof will be in the pudding as to whether people actually put their hands in their pockets and start spending again. The Wildlife Photographer of the Year 2020 winner has been announced by the Duchess of Cambridge, a photographer herself, Claire. She is. She was very pleased to be at those awards and she's getting quite a reputation these days as a photography nut. Mm. Uh, The winner was Russian photographer Sergei Groshkov. He took a photo of a beautiful tiger hugging a tree. Yeah, it's quite a stunning shot. I'll pop a link to a whole gallery of those shots in your episode notes. Now, Claire, potato cake, potato scallop, 
I figure because you grew up in Albury on the New South Wales Victorian border, <laughs> you're as qualified as anyone to get the final word on what it is. Kate, it's not just my geographical experience, it's also my experience with potato cakes, I think, that puts me (laughs) uniquely placed to make comment on Australia's top 10 potato cakes. Look, all I know is I now have a list in my pocket of locations that I need to visit probably (laughs) as soon as I possibly can. All right. According to Claire, it's a potato cake. And what she's on about is that what if have completed a survey and have pulled together a list of where you can get the best potato cake or potato scallop, depending on what you want to call it. The best potato cake apparently is in Exmouth. Open up that border, WA. Let's get going. Yeah. And finally, NASA this week released a set of rules for the moon. Rule number one is that everyone must come in peace. They must come in peace. You can't litter. You shouldn't fight. You have to respect the historic sites, particularly uh, where Neil Armstrong and the crew landed from Apollo 11. That goes to our subject line today. Uh, I've gone for tears for fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. I think there's a bit of that going on at the moment, but should probably change it to everyone wants to rule the moon. She's just making up song lyrics now. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Claire, did you hear about this thing that's happening? It's coming up soon. I think it's called the US election. I heard something about that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's happening. There's a bit of, probably a bit of exhaustion around it already, but it's going to be in the news a lot. Uh, so we're getting you organised for it with a mini series of Squeeze Shortcuts, the first of which is out today. We take a look at the congressional races. So that's the House of Reps and the Senate. And they're important, Claire, because? Because it really does end up dictating how power actually goes down in the government. Uh, lots of things of course have to go through uh, the Congress and who is in control of those houses of the Congress is really important into what actually happens. Yeah you can find that by searching for Squeeze Shortcuts in your preferred podcast app or it's up on our website thesqueeze.com.au. For now though that's all from us and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more.